Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Boxing Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Stephen Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Facebook and or Instagram and Twitter at Boxing Six FFSN, and then you can find this and all of our other podcasts uh, on Apple or Spotify. So be sure to turn those notifications on. Hersh, uh, Bucks are going to Vegas, baby. Um, they beat the Knicks tonight, 146 to 122. Uh, great game overall. I would just say throughout the game, the Bucs looked pretty good. Uh, you know, just to start or for starters, Damon Giannis combined for 63 Hirsch. Uh, they continue their uh high level of play at this point in the season. They shot a combined 23 35 from the field. Uh, and Hirsch, one thing I really noticed, uh, I'm not sure if you also saw this as well, but it felt like the pick and roll was utilized, you know, pretty heavily in this game. I mean, it was something I was really watching for, but yeah, I mean, it felt like at least, you know, right out of the get-go, Giannis and Dame ran at least three or four pick and roll, you know, two-man action. So is that something you noticed between those two? Yeah, definitely. I mean, not only just Giannis, but I mean, I saw a concerted effort with Brooke as well. Uh, you know, it seemed like every time Damian Lillard had the ball, one of the two of them was coming up. Uh, to set for him and you know Bobby Portis was mixed in there as well but for the majority of it I saw you know a lot of Brooke and a lot of Giannis um, and I think you know that that's something that we're going to need to see continue uh, but like you mentioned you know it it seems like Dame and Giannis have hey, you know you kind of found that groove found that chemistry some might say uh, and it seems like you were right I mean this team has kind of hit their groove around the 20 game mark which I'm pretty sure is what you kind of predicted coming in uh, is that it would take 20 to 30 games for kind of this team to fully gel and the chemistry to be there. Uh, and it looks like your predictions, you know, coming true relatively, you know, on the, on the button here. Uh, this this team is looking, you know, pretty dynamic and, you know, they, they played amazing tonight. So we got to give them credit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, not only did Giannis and Dame play well, but basically the entire team did. Uh, Chris Middleton had a, had a 26-minute game tonight. Really strong all-around offensive performance from him, Hirsch. Uh, he gave us 14 points, 50% shooting, seven assists as well. So, uh, you know, I was really concerned about Chris with that Achilles strain uh, a few games back, but uh, I'm just really happy he's back and playing well, it seems. Uh, he's clearly taken a step back with Damon Giannis, which is very fair and expected, but, you know, just seeing Chris play, you know, you know at the level he is right now, isn't it's exciting to see it's 
uh, it, it's just good for this team and something that we're going to have to continue to just look after and monitor heading towards, you know, the all-star break and then eventually the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, seeing Chris play, you know, 26 minutes, which is, you know, more than we've been seeing him play um, as of late, you know, that's definitely a good sign, especially like you mentioned, you know, coming after coming, uh, coming back after that, you know, Achilles uh, thing that he had, you know, a couple weeks ago or a week ago or so, you know, that was, that was, that was, you know, that could have been a really bad injury for him. Uh, you know, he came back, you know, as he's reba- rehabbing his, you know, knee that he had surgery on in the off season. Uh, and he plays, you know, like you mentioned, a strong 26 minutes tonight. Um, you know, obviously taking that third scorer role, uh, kind of taking that back seat, some might say, but, you know, being that guy who can close the game, being the guy who can get his shot up, a uh, guy who can, you know, kind of score at all three levels we've seen it throughout his career uh you know he's definitely not going to be around the 20 point per game mark like you know he has been in that in the past especially you know in his prime but you know he's still definitely a championship caliber player and you know definitely happy to see him you know his minutes going up and hopefully you know by the time all-star break does hit he's you know playing his usual minutes which is you know 28 to 30. Mm-hmm. And then yeah just moving down through the starting lineup Hirsch uh Malik Beasley I know that's a guy that we've you know, talked about a lot on this podcast, especially for his, you know, defensive uh, con- uh, contributions to the team, but he had a great offensive uh, game tonight, Hirsch. He gave us what, 18 points. He was six of 10 from the field or from three. So uh, when Malik Beasley shoots like that, he's a really, really important and effective piece for this team. Um, Brooke played really well tonight. Uh, congratulations to Brooke Lopez. Actually, he makes history. Um, third in all time in Bucks uh, franchise history in blocks. So congratulations to Brooke for that. But uh, back to Malik Beasley, Hirsch. I know we talked about uh, him, Chris, and Dame being in a uh, starting lineup together and how that defensively just doesn't really work. But if the Bucks are going to, you know, play offensively like this, do you think there is a world where that trio can work in a starting lineup? Or are you still kind of with me in the sense that, there still needs to be something done, even though it looked great tonight. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there is a world where, you know, we see that starting lineup, you know, going into the playoffs. I mean, I think that's a starting lineup that uh, Coach Griff really likes. And, you know, as much as, you know, you or I or, you know, Logan would want to see Jay Crowder put in that position uh, into that starting lineup for defensive purposes, when Malik Beasley is able to just go out there and just be that, you know, flamethrower and that, that shooter that we've been saying that he has been throughout his career. Um, you know, he's, he's very good in that role. I mean, he's not a guy you should expect, you know, to be unreal defensively. Um, and, you know, with those three out there, you're definitely going to have to rely on, you know, Giannis and Brooke to do a lot of the, the work, you know, kind of on the backside to clean up a lot of the mistakes that happen with those three defensively. But, I just think the with the offensive output that those three will provide you, um, you know, I, I don't really have a problem with it. And, you know, we kind of saw tonight how it can be super successful where, you know, if all three are clicking and Malik Beasley's hitting his threes, he's super effective. So there definitely is a world where that works. Um, you know, I, I definitely would rather prefer Jay Crowder when he comes back, but I wouldn't be opposed to seeing this this lineup, you know, for the rest of the year. If that's if that's what AG wants to do. Yeah. I mean, it seems like he's pretty committed to, you know, running with this starting rotation with the team being healthy. I mean, obviously, Jay Crowder hasn't been with the team for a little bit, but even when he's back, I don't really think Adrian Griffin is going to, you know, plan on making any changes. 
you know, I'm not a fan of it. I, I just, I don't think, you know, you can't expect our team to shoot 60% from, you know, the three and the field, actually. You can't expect that every night. It's unrealistic. I don't think that, I, I know that we aren't going to, you know, play offense like this every night. So I, I still think that defensively within that trio, there does need to make, you know, there does need to be a change that's made. Uh, moving Malik Beasley to the bench seems like, you know, the most obvious choice, but whatever AG has up his sleeve, we're going to, you know, we're going to roll with it. We're going to take this ride. Uh, but speaking of, you know, just the bench as a whole, um, they played really well tonight, Hirsch, really, really well. Uh, someone I want to, you know, highlight at first, uh, AJ Green, we saw him get early minutes and I'm happy that we saw him get minutes in the first quarter, Hirsch. I know you totally agree with me on this. You bring a guy in like AJ Green in the first quarter uh, or the second quarter, but you don't bring him in third quarter when the game's, you know, really close, fourth quarter when it's close and you need these buckets. You let the guy get into a groove, and that's exactly what he did tonight. He had nine points, three of four from three. Uh, if AJ Green can shoot like this, Hirsch, I think that this guy has a legit, you know, role on this team. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of uh, Duncan Robinson when he was playing out there, just with, you know, his off-ball movement coming around screens and just his, you know, quick, uh, you know, his quick trigger there with his three-point shot. Uh, you know, he gets that up really quickly, which is, you know, good to see, especially from a sharpshooter, uh, you know, which he is. A.J. Green's definitely not a guy who's going to beat you off the dribble or really play much defense. He's really only out there to hit threes. Um, and if he can, you know, carve out that Duncan Robinson role, I think that would be, you know, super helpful as a guy who can just come in for, you know, 15-ish minutes a game and just rip threes the entire time he's out there. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, he did hit some big threes early on in this game, you know, to they were just tone setters. I mean, they just kept... Because I know it was pretty pretty back and forth to start out the game. I think there was, you know, 15 or so lead changes, you know, in the first 10 or so minutes. So just having a guy out there who's not, you know, afraid to take those big shots, a young guy, uh, you know, who, who you know, wasn't really highly touted coming into the league, you know, was kind of creating a name for himself. You know, it's it's good to see. It's a good story. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the Bucks' lack of depth and the Bucks' lack of, you know, young players, but... With guys like Marjan, Andre Jackson, AJ Green, you know, Chris Livingston's been shaking it up in the G League. You know, there there's definitely some some promise uh, you know, for the Bucks future, you know, even though we have one of the oldest teams in the league. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh speaking of Marjan, he had a pretty good game tonight, Hirsch. Uh made two of uh two of three shots. Looked all right on defense. I think he still needs to work on, you know, just getting by screens and being more physical, using that, you know, long frame and that big body that he has. Uh, you know, you draft a guy like Marjan because of the two-way potential and capabilities that, you know, he has and, you know, is expected to have. Uh, it was good to see him get some minutes tonight. I think he had like 19 minutes. So want to see him continue to, you know, grow on this role and take advantage of these minutes that AG has given him because we know that, uh, but he's, it's been pretty inconsistent with these young guys, uh, especially Marjan and Andre Jackson, Andre Jackson back from injury tonight, uh, came in for a little bit at the end of the second half, I believe, but, or first half, but not, not much from him tonight. Not to mention too, like these guys are going to lose more minutes once Pat, you know, is back to full health and when Crowder is back too. So they got to take advantage of the minutes they're getting right now while these, you know, other wing guys are healthy because it seems like, you know, when this team is fully healthy, it's it's full of veterans that have, you know, been playoff tested and, you know, kind of know what's, what's coming. So, you know, they, they need as much experience, you know, during this little stretch as they can before these guys come back full strength. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and the last, uh, 
the last podcast, just moving on really quick with the other bunch guys, Bobby and campaign. I remember we were talking about how those guys were really important in our last win. They played, they both played really well tonight. Uh, the trio of Bobby cam and AJ green are three best bench performers from the night. I would say combined for 34 an efficient 34. So it's, it's really ideal to see your bench players play at a high level like that in a game of, you know, with, with these higher stakes, I wouldn't say it quite feels like the playoffs yet, but there's definitely something there with this in season tournament and just seeing our team play at a high level like this uh, in an elimination, you know, type game. It's, it's just good to see, you know, at the 20, you know, 21 game mark of the season, Hirsch. Definitely. I mean, we've seen a lot of intensity, you know, throughout this in-season tournament, you know, especially last night uh, when the Pacers beat the Celtics, you know, that at least watching it on TV, it definitely felt like, you know, that playoff type atmosphere. Uh, Steve, you know, I know I, I know you were at the game tonight, uh, obviously, you know, fun experience, but, you know, kind of what was the crowd's like reaction, I guess, towards, you know, this whole thing? And, you know, did it kind of feel like the playoffs or was the cloud was the crowd, you know, as electric as you would have expected? Um, like it, so my, my, my whole thing or my issue, I guess, with, with tonight's game was, I felt like there were quite a few seats left vacant and, you know, in a big game like this, you'd expect, you know, the, the stadium to be sold out and completely filled up, which it wasn't. And I thought that was a little bit unfortunate, but you know, the, the crowd was pretty uh, riled up for the majority of the game. I mean, it definitely, like, we what, we were up five, I think, going into the second half. And, I mean, in reality, at least in my opinion, it felt like the Bucks kind of had control on the game. I thought the officiating was horrible, just in person, just garbage. I Refs need to be better, <laughs> plain and simple. Really, really, really bad officiating. But that was my first uh, Bucks game of the year, Hirsch, uh, seeing Dame in a Bucks jersey for the first time like live was was awesome for sure dude i bet i mean i can't wait to go to you know my first game of the season later on in the year but you know just i mean as someone who was there i mean but it was crazy just to see you know the the team absolutely explode offensively um i believe it was our highest scoring game of the year uh at 146 so you know that obviously great to see that as well um, and I know, you know, very high scoring first half, I believe it was what 72 to 70 in the first half. So, or 77. yeah, no, 77, 72 in the first half. So yeah, it was, I mean, it was a really high scoring game throughout, like, I mean, throughout the Bucks actually played pretty solid defense in the second half, I'd say for the most part in a game like this, uh, you know, you know, a faster pace, a lot of points being scored. Um, they allowed, they held the Knicks to 50. So. It's good to see that, you know, they clamp up when it matters most. They, you know, they play their best bat. We've been saying this, you know, all year, really the bucks, this bucks team plays basket. They're their best basketball when it matters most. And it's built for the playoffs. Definitely. I mean, going into the game, you know, we've heard, you know, in some of the postgame pressers, even that, you know, even like from guys like Dame and Giannis that, you know, they, they, they take this in-season tournament seriously, um, you know, that they, they want to win it. And, you know, Dame wanted to go to Vegas. Uh, he specifically said that. So, uh, it's good to see that, you know, they 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 pulled it out. And for me personally, just as a Bucks fan, I think it's really cool that we made it to the final four of the in-season tournament. Uh, and, you know, I know these games are on neutral sites, so it kind of does suck that, you know, it's going to be tough for a lot of Bucks fans to go to Vegas, especially for Thursday in the middle of a week. But uh, 
just looking at, you know, how this in-season tournament has, you know, shaken out this year, I think Adam Silver has done a good job. And, you know, the NBA has done a good job of, you know, kind of executing this because a lot of people were, you know, it was a it was a controversial decision going into the year about how they were going to, you know, kind of have this happen. And so far, it looks like a success. Yeah. And I mean, I think like the play in Hirsch, you know, like, you know, a lot of us didn't like the, you know, the concept of the play in tournament uh, initially. But then, I mean, at least, you know, personally speaking, it grew on me. So I, I like the play and I like the idea of it. And I think, you know, it's going to be something pretty similar to this in season tournament. They might need to adjust a few things, make a few tweaks here or there. But I, I like the idea of it. And, you know, I think like the, the different jersey concept and different courts, maybe don't go super, super extreme with the courts and the jerseys. But, you know, I it's a cool concept, man. Well, with that being said, I think, you know, we should take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and preview the box, you know, final four matchup with the Pacers uh, in Vegas on Thursday. And we're back on the Box and Six podcast. My name is Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, we're just going to preview this, you know, upcoming game, you know, pretty big game, Steve, the uh, semifinals of the in-season tournament in Las Vegas. Uh, this is, you know, kind of what we've all been waiting for when it comes to the in-season tournament. And, you know, the Bucs have made it. Uh, you know, they don't face the Celtics, who were in the other side of the bracket. They face the Pacers coming off a massive win. Uh, they defeated the Celtics 122-112 to 112, um, on Monday. Uh, Steve, kind of what are your overall thoughts going into this one? I know, you know, last time we lost them, but we didn't have Dame and also massive game out of Giannis. So he drops 54 in the last time we faced them. Obviously, you know, it's going to be a different script this time, especially, you know, with our primary ball handler and, you know, our second superstar and Damian Lillard on the court. Steve, do you, what are your predictions, thoughts, opinions, kind of what do you feel just going into this one? Yeah, I mean, the Pacers are definitely one of those teams that probably matches up, you know, pretty well with, you know, against the Bucs. They've got uh, a re- they play at the fastest pace in the NBA. Uh, we know the Bucks have struggled with transition defense at times this year. Um, they have the number one offense in the NBA right now, Hirsch. So we kn- we know the Bucks defense has again probably been their Achilles heel, if not that, the rebounding. Um, that that's that's what really concerns me. Uh, alongside the fact that this is also we talk about how you know, teams have that like playoff, like mindset, whatever, but this Pacers team is going to be playing with the chip on their shoulder. They're not a team with playoff experience like we are, but they're going to come out there. They're not going to look flat. Like I'd be, I'd be so shocked if they come out there looking flat, like we often do. So that, that's another thing that worries me about this Pacers team, Hirsch, but yeah, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is is one of the best point guards in the NBA at this point. I think it's fair to say he has been on a really, really great stretch this, uh, thus far. Last time we played him, he had 29, 10 assists, so really efficient night shooting. The Pacers have a plethora of uh, guys that can also get shots off and, you know, hit threes, get to the rim. Hirsch, this Pacers team definitely scares me, man. I don't know about you, but uh, this is definitely a matchup that I think the Bucs are going to need to play very similarly how do we that uh, how we played against the Knicks tonight. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, I think you made a great point about, you know, this kind of being the Pacers, you know, main playoffs, because, you know, as a team that's, you know, young, kind of inexperienced, they're 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 not really considered, you know, a contender yet uh, when it comes to, you know, going after the Larry O'Brien. But when it comes to the in-season tournament, you know, this team 
might have a shot. And, you know, clearly uh, they're taking it seriously. They want to win it. This is basically, you know, their playoffs. So I think, you know, that that is a good point. They're they're not going to come out flat at all. They're going to, you know, try their hardest, put in a ton of effort. And, you know, like you mentioned, Tyrese Halliburton, just one of the elite playmakers in the league. He's got guys like Buddy Heald, Bruce Brown, Aaron Neesmith. Uh, even Miles Turner can bring Brooke away from the hoop, step out, hit a couple of threes. Uh, you know, Brooks has struggled in the past with guys that can, you know, play on the perimeter, especially, you know, centers that he's got to match up against. So uh, that, you know, that could cause problems too, Steve. Absolutely. And I mean, I, when you think, I mean, at least when I think about this Pacers team, Hirsch, they actually kind of remind me of a team from last year in the Western Conference, uh, that being the Sacramento Kings. They had a really high-powered offense last year. They were the four seed, I believe. They lost to the Warriors in a really, really intense seven-game series in the first round of the playoffs. So this Pacers team, they're the sixth seed right now. So they're a team that's, you know, they're in, they're in a playoff spot right now or a play-in spot, but or no, playoff spot right now, actually, at the six. So they're a team that's going to get better throughout the year. You'd expect them to with their young guys, with you know, led by Tyrese Halliburton, uh, someone who's probably going to make the all NBA team this year if he uh, stays healthy. So this Pacers team is definitely going to be a, a tough test for this Bucks team. We've talked about how this Bucks team plays at the highest level at the most important games and the most important times. Uh, let's put that to the test on Thursday, Hirsch. Yeah, I think it'll be also, I think it'll be interesting just to see, you know, how seriously the Bucks really want to take this. Um, you know, obviously I think, you know, going to Vegas is one thing, but, actually executing and winning these next two games that they need to win in Vegas. You know, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll be able to kind of see, you know, do they, do they really take this seriously? Do they really consider this, you know, high, high stakes basketball or are they really just kind of waiting for the, for, you know, the real playoffs and, you know, the real uh, championship kind of to come around. But, you know, with that being said, I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Boxing Six podcast. Uh, make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Boxing6FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. And let's go, Bucks.